0: There are few things worse than a broken heart. When our hearts are broken for any number of reasons, whether they be we have been let down by someone whom we love, whether we have lost a romantic or deep and abiding relationship, whether we just look at the world around us and our heart aches and breaks, there are few things worse than having a broken heart. We know the depths and the riches and the power of love. And so when we lose that, or when it is changed abruptly, there is a pain that frankly never truly leaves us. Right? We may heal in a way, but those scars and those wounds exist in our hearts. That pain, that confusion, that hurt, that will always be there with us our entire life. And when we have experienced a broken heart, oftentimes it affects our ability to relate with other people because we guard our hearts. We guard the way in which we entrust our hearts to others and the way in which we receive love from other people. When we've been spurned by another, we are careful and much more cautious in giving our hearts and entrusting our hearts to other people. When we have been cheated on or tricked or in any sort of way deliberately hurt by another or even more cautious. And over time, if we don't address this, if we don't reconcile with other people, but also with our deep and uh, deep hurts and pains, it deeply impacts our broken hearts, how we relate to other people, and it diminishes our joy in life. Because we are never able to enter into the depths of another person and they are not able to enter into the depths of our life and it doesn't have to be big things brothers and sisters that break our hearts it can be it can be very traumatic things but it can simply just being just knowing that someone has let you down and it just impacts in the little bit in the beginning i'm going to trust this next person or this next friend or i'm going to entrust in general a little bit less and then over time we've buried our hearts no one really knows who we are in a deep and abiding sense. They know about us, but they don't know us. And all of a sudden, we are alone and afraid and scared. We don't know what is in front of us. In the gospel today, we hear about how the master going on the journey entrusts his possessions to his servants. Now, we can think of in our very earthly, worldly way of what God has entrusted in you and me, the particular skills and gifts that we have, whether they be interpersonal, professional, whatever. If we do think that way, we're missing the point entirely because what has God entrusted to you and to me that will last forever except his very self? And who is God? God is love. So what has God entrusted to you and to me the ability to receive and to give love. And yet, how easy is it for us to bury our hearts, to bury our ability to love, because we're afraid of having our hearts broken, or having our hearts broken again. And yet the Lord is calling us out of that. All that we can offer to one another, and this is the the beauty of the poverty that we have, all that I can offer you as a priest is a heart that has been broken but healed by Jesus repeatedly. I can't offer you anything else. Everything else is icing on the cake. All I can truly offer you and all you can truly offer me is our hearts, loved and healed by Jesus. Not in a perfect state, but sometimes in a, in a state of brokenness and real pain and real difficulty and sometimes in an exalted state, yes, to be fair. But we are called to entrust our hearts to each other. In the first reading from the book of Proverbs, we hear about how this, you know, the husband loves his beautiful and dutiful wife and entrusts his heart to her. Now, we can look back and say this is very antiquated. Women and men don't interact like this like they did. And that's in one way fair, and we should be honest. But at the same time, it doesn't say that the, woman is particu- the wife is particularly good at any of the things that she does for the husband. Just that she does them. He entrusts his heart to her, and she entrusts his heart to him in return. And as a result, there's something powerful. There's something eternal. The giving of each other's hearts to each other, imperfect as they may be, makes something that changes their world, the husband and the wife's, but also the world around. This is the beauty and power of Christian marriage. This is why we as a church so ardently defend the marriage of husband and wife forever. Because that gift of hearts broken and remade, broken and remade, entrusted and wounded and healed and entrusted again, that is the image of God's love for each and every one of us. And it manifests itself in marriage, in new life, both in children but also in a world that's more beautiful because people are learning how to love brokenness. Because to God, broken things are precious. Fulton Sheen said this, broken things are precious. We eat broken bread because we share in the depth of our Lord and in his broken life. Broken flowers give perfume. Broken incense is used in adoration. A broken ship saved Paul and many other passengers on their way to Rome. Sometimes the only way the good Lord can get into some hearts is to break them. Our brokenness is beautiful to God and to each other, but we must share our hearts. And part of the renewal, if you will, of the Eucharistic revival and renewal is for each and every one of us, just as simple gifts of bread and wine are placed on the altar to reinvigorate and recommit ourselves every Sunday and every day, frankly, of giving our simple gifts to the Lord. When that bread and wine are placed on the altar, place your hearts up here. Let the Lord renew them and heal them so that you can be healed, so that you can love others, so that you can enrich the world. Because it is not from our strength that we give great honor and glory to God. It is from our brokenness and our ability to engage in the Lord and with others From that brokenness where we find strength in Jesus who was broken on the cross but rose from the dead and triumphed over our brokenness. Jesus meets us in our brokenness. So the Lord asks of us, not our great gifts and talents, though he does ask that in a way. He wants our hearts. And this is what I see in the church as I've been going around and doing all these wonderful things, uh, not me personally, but being a part of wonderful things, and seeing the wonderful things that the Lord is doing in the church right now. And it's, a, it's in a way a paradigm shift, because for so long, what has been our response in the church? That the church needs something from me in terms of a, a manifest talent that I can offer. And that's good. And please, Tim Mercer sitting right here, he, he needs help. We need help running the place. But we don't want that all in all. That's not enough. We want your hearts. And that's what I see going on in the church is that we're shifting to a church that is about healing and a church where we come together in our brokenness and find the Lord. And because of that, it is magnified and glorified because instead of unburying our hearts, we put our hearts out there for each other. The reason that our student ministry is growing is not because we're in any way doing this incredible machine-like precision thing, although we strive to be great and excellent in everything that we do. It's because we're just encountering people and sharing our hearts with them. And these young people especially are desperate for this. And us too, to just offer our hearts to one another. Every time we come to Mass, right before the Eucharistic prayer, we are invited to lift up our hearts. And what do we say in response? We lift them up to the Lord. And what kind of hearts do we lift up? We lift up broken hearts. We lift up hearts that are weighed down by the burdens of the world, that, have, that are struggling, that are, in, that are marked by sin. And what does Jesus do? He does the same thing with our hearts as he does with that bread and the wine, he makes it one with himself. But we must offer our gifts. It's not enough to simply be here. Because so often it's so easy to show up with our hearts, like we heard in the gospel, like those talents buried in a field. Lift up your hearts. Bring them to the Lord. As St. Paul reminded us in that second reading from the first letter to the Thessalonians, live as children of the light. Bring these things out. We don't know when God is coming, so let's just live radical lives as broken people with broken hearts, striving and believing that we will find and have found and will find again our fulfillment, our peace in Christ Jesus and in building up His kingdom here and now. Because God has come for the brokenhearted to heal our hearts and to bring about his glory, healing, and salvation in the world.